0: mindful chats is a podcast where we sit down and chat like old friends we'll explore all kinds of topics from yoga and wellness to business to motherhood it's a place for us to find a deeper connection to one another and dive into new ways of thinking about life the world and ourselves join me on this journey and i look forward to chatting with you hey welcome back to mindful chats this week we have a well actually first let me ask how are you doing how are you doing today i hope you're doing good hope you're uh, getting outside and uh, yeah just feeling feeling centered and hopefully your life isn't too chaotic right now and if it is that's okay because it'll pass um But yeah, so anyways, this week we're chatting, well, I'm chatting with um, a woman named Kelly Marshall, who is awesome. I actually just hired her as my bookkeeper for the studio, and I cannot even tell you how much of weight has been lifted off my shoulders since doing that. Um, She doesn't only do bookkeeping services, but... She also does coaching and is just really amazing. So I wanted to um, chat with her specifically about shame and money and how they're connected, what that looks like, what it looks like after you've let go of shame around your money. Um, so this episode is super inspiring and she shares a lot of really great insight around this topic. I think a lot of people deal with this, but maybe don't know it. So um, definitely keep listening to this episode to learn some really great tools and tips and kind of just changing your mindset around money um, I know just in the past few months, I have had like total shift 180 since like talking to her and and I haven't even done any of her coaching services yet, which I am planning on it. Um, so even just a little bit that we've talked, it's like completely shifted my mindset. Uh, so I think that you're really going to love this episode. Um, I hope you Enjoy. All right. So welcome, Kelly. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. How are you doing?
0: I am doing great. Doing great. Like I was just telling you, it's been one of those days, but it's good. I'm glad to be here chatting with you today. So, you too.
1: Thank you for um, having me.
0: Yeah, of course. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll kind of get into how we met and then t- talking about shame and money and all of the things surrounding that. Yeah, great. Yeah, so I, um, I'm i
1: kind of an anomaly, I think, in a way, because I knew, um, <laughs> I'm going to go way back, I knew in seventh grade, uh, that I wanted to be an accountant, and I have no idea where it came from, or what drew me there, except that my uncle was an accountant. Um, and so I followed, I've had this real traditional um, background in that world. Um, I went right into work experience, I can expand on family and stuff too, as we go. But Um, so I had this real traditional education and went into corporate world. Um, and then I had this other path in my life where I was interested in energy and healing and Reiki and movement. And I almost went to school for massage. And so I had these like two parallel paths all my life that, um, always were separate things. You know, I I would consider them, you know, one, my career and one this path, a spiritual path and, um, a couple of years ago, I, um, I I had an opportunity to work in a wellness center, where I got to support um, bookkeeping and I got to do some coaching. And it was in that time I think that this idea that um, the two could be combined really well and that I would get to bring my two worlds together um, was it kind of came together. And so at that time, I decided I want to work for myself. I was tired of, there's multiple reasons why I'm an entrepreneur. And (laughs) I'd love to talk about entrepreneurial life and entrepreneurial journey. But Um, but I decided I wanted to build this business. And so I combined those two things. And I now um, have a bookkeeping and financial coaching business that focuses on um, conscious businesses that are you know, making a difference in the world, trying to support their community and um, the world, you know, making a difference, making a change. And so that's what I do now for um, my business. Um, I'm also a mom. And I'm married. Um, we have a daughter that's Eight and a half, she'll be nine this summer and a whole house full of furry babies too. We've had a little <laughs> mini zoo in our house, pretty much. Um, and so that's pretty much my life in a nutshell, the business and family life, mom life, and a lot of hair. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it's so interesting because typically I feel like, you know, like accounting or like financial stuff, and then the wellness industry, they're they feel like complete opposites. Like my husband, he also works in the financial world. And every time he tries to, you know, explain to me what he does, I'm like, I just have no idea. (laughs) I just can't, (laughs) I just can't relate in any way. So it's so awesome that you were able to like find that, I guess, like connection between the Mm -hmm. two things that you really love. And yeah, like I, one. Yeah, I, I
1: think I tried to run from it for so long, but they're like, because it's what my skill set is. I'm, I know I'm good at that part. I have an aptitude for it. it makes sense to me. But I tried to, run, I mean, multiple times I tried to leave, going to massage school. I got trained as a holistic health coach. I was going to do that at one point, like all these things. And it was really the combination where I finally said, okay, this is what I'm good at. How can I be having conversations with people I want to have conversations with? Like I don't want to be talking to just people in the financial world. I didn't want to be talking to just, you know, um, CEOs of big businesses. It's not who I want to support. I want to support small business owners. I want to have conversations about the cool work they're doing. I want to help them grow. I want to make sure that they're healthy in their business so that, you know, they can keep doing the work that they're doing. And And I kind of accepted that that's my purpose you know if I can help you go help more people then I've been a part of that impact and then therefore it feels fulfilling to me versus versus like I you know if I just go work at a big CEO and just help um, big company and I help them grow how am I really having an impact it's just not the same for me so it was really like selfish in a way it like helped me fulfill that
0: yeah yeah we definitely appreciate you (laughs) you for a lot of people here thank you I know when I like started working with you it was just like I mean we haven't been working together that long but even just you know I just felt like I had this the biggest weight lifted off of Mm -hmm. my shoulders after like I was like okay we're gonna do this that makes me so happy yeah
1: just to know that part of your business is taken care of and it's not on you, right. I think is a relief for people. And then that just makes my heart happy. So it works for both of us. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, let's talk about like how we met. Um, I originally heard about you through um this women's business circle that I was mm-hmm. in. And um we were talking about like having you come in and talk with all of these women business owners yeah. and just talking about like accounting and our finances and all of the things because we're all sitting there like, we have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we talk about how like every time tax season rolls around, we're all just keeping our fingers crossed mm-hmm. that things are okay. And just we're doing everything semi-right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, we're going to have you come in one of the women in the group was, you know, a friend of yours and raving about how great you are. <laughs> so then COVID hit, year went by, talked to another woman in the group, and she was telling me that she started working with you and how amazing it had been. And it was in like, I think like mid-January or something. And she was like, oh yeah, I already have all my taxes done. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay i got to talk to this woman. <laughs> yeah. And then I reached out and we uh, connected and then um, yeah, right away I was like, okay, yes. Mm-hmm. I like have to yeah. work with you.
1: I, thank you for that. And I want to touch on one thing you said about um, the fact that you guys even talked about that. Like, cause there's so many business owners right now that feel like they're the only one that feel like you guys were feeling. So the fact that you even had that group where you could commiserate a little bit and realize like, you're not in isolation. You're not the only one that doesn't know this stuff. It's like people open a business and they think they have to be good at every little part of it. And when they're not, then they feel shame or they feel that's like where some of the money shame starts. Yeah. Or they beat themselves up and then they, they're, it's scary to ask for support and ask those questions sometimes because you feel like you should know it and so the fact that you guys even had that level of support and were having that conversation was awesome for Mm -hmm. for one um and then that you reached out and got the help too and supported yourself and the business in that way it just like we said it takes that burden off of you and you don't have to have that focus and you feel like it's taken care of and now you know, some of that fear around, okay, what if I do make a lot of money? Like, I don't know how to handle it. Like that's Mm -hmm. gone because you have somebody you can ask questions of, or, or when things come up, um, you know, you, like we talked last week or whatever it was, it was just a quick question. And instead of you having to take up a lot of time and energy, you can just get support on that. And that's, what's important about, um, you know, obviously there's a time where we do have to take care of a lot of our stuff in our business, but as we can start to add in layers of support, just empowers us to do bigger things, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, well, in this group, it didn't last very long. It was just like a couple of months. We would meet like once a month and like, you know, we obviously had to stop because of like COVID and stuff, but I think that was like what everybody needed. Cause I think every time we got together, somebody cried, oh, <laughs> it was like I need yeah. help. Yeah. So yeah, that was definitely a great way of support.
1: Mm-hmm. I um, hope you guys can pick it back up with me too. When things. Calm down. It's important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Um, So yeah, let's talk about like shame and money because I know for myself, um, I never really knew or connected, I guess that it was, I felt shame around money until very recently. And it wasn't until like, I noticed that I was just avoiding looking at my bank account altogether and just again, crossing my fingers, hoping there was enough in there or, Um, you know, just not having any really, uh, how do I want to say it? Like, I just didn't, I was avoiding it, just Mm -hmm. avoiding it altogether because I just didn't know how to deal with it. it. felt overwhelming. I felt like I should know how to like deal with my money, but didn't. Um, and then I started realizing like, okay, yeah, this is like this feeling of shame and, um, that I just don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I don't know how to manage my finances. So um, yeah. So I appreciate that. That's one of the things that you are, you know, passionate about. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Talk more about like, what brought you to this idea of like, you know, trying to help people who feel shame around money and.
1: Yeah. Well, I think I can relate for one, like it um, here. I was like you know, even studying money in a way and accounting. But, and I remember I did have one particular course called Banking 101. It was in my second semester of my senior year and it was like a total blow off course, but it was at least (laughs) a course that was focused on personal finances. And that was pretty much it during high school and college that I got to learn. And I know I was even an exception that learned that much about it, but um, here I was supposed to know this stuff and I'd still get into money trouble and get in and have, um, you know, I'd carry debt and stuff like that. So I related to the shame, but I had a really kind of unique opportunity that came from my relationship honestly where i got to take a look at it and um you know it i as a, a girl in my early 20s i was having trouble talking about money money is one of those funny things like it's a weird thing to talk about like there's certain things that you can talk about certain things that are kind of frowned upon i think that the culture's shifting a bit around that but for a long time it was it wasn't polite dinner conversation you know and so if you were lucky, your parents, you know, instilled some um knowledge about how to handle money. But most parents don't know how to handle money, let alone how to teach their kids about it. It's not addressed in school. It's not, you know, you think we teach home economics, but it's not economics. It was more like, you know, domestic stuff, which is great that we teach that too. It's a life skill, but money needs to be something taught in school. I'm school too. That's my soapbox. I'll step off of that. But so I got to my early twenties, didn't have, you know, um, didn't have all the skills I even needed, even having an accounting degree. And I met my husband and he didn't have this energy around money. So I had this shame thing. I didn't want people to know what my debt was, or I didn't want them to know certain things. I didn't talk about money a lot. And when we would have to, because in a relationship, you have to, Like if we, you have to deal with that and talk about it. And so as we started to work on that story together, I was able to let go of some of that shame. And I really observed it because um, my relationship with my mom, we couldn't go there. Like she would mention something, she'd want to know something and I would just shut down. And through my time with him and working on it, um, that evolved. And so there was a time I was, she and I were having a very open, really great conversation about money. And she's like, man, this has really changed for you. Like this has been a big shift. And she helped me observe That healing, that part of my relationship with money. So I had that insight in it. And then I think as I started to work with business owners and experience it through them and see how how often, because when somebody else shares a story with you, you very easily can see when something is shame or they're not trusting themselves, they're not seeing themselves in the way that you see them and all the brilliance you see in them. And suddenly you get you, you can have that outlook. And I was running into it again and again and again with clients and friends and all over the place. And so I really started to study that and learn more about that and just having conversations with them and helping them shift that and seeing what was possible when they shifted that. Um, so it's really, it's a core part of my work. I think partly because of my experience, partly because of what I've learned, um, but also because it hurts me to see somebody in that place like that it's like one of my number one things is to try to lift that from people to help them feel taken care of to help them feel supported in that area to give them space to move through that and heal that for themselves because it's very much possible and it's really an important step in achieving that thing that we all want like most people out there especially entrepreneurs we're doing it because we want some freedom we want time freedom we want money freedom we want um just choices, you know, and money is a part of that and lifting that money shame letting go of that piece is a step that can get you there it's really hard to to get there because even if you start to make great money. If you have money shame, you don't feel worthy of it, therefore you don't keep it. That's like you hear those stories about people that come into money they either inherit it or they win a lottery or whatever after a little while they they'll return to kind of their normal place and it's because they don't feel worthy of it. They don't, they don't have that um, level of trust in themselves to hold on to it. So they find ways to get rid of it. You know, it's very interesting. So lifting that shame piece becomes an important part of my work so that as people make more money, they're able to expand to where they feel capable of that and then also hold on to it and not let it all slip back through their fingers.
0: Right. Right. It's more of like a sustainable um, or like lifestyle, I guess, rather yeah. than just, you know, like handling people's finances and then just yeah hoping for the best or letting them do yeah what they want. Well, and I think
1: early, I mean, I've had a bookkeeping business since 2004. So it was a very part-time thing, even when I was in the corporate world. And mm-hmm. when I started out, it was all about just the data input. Like that was the value I offered. And as I Um, grew and and got my experience and different things like that and I realized like I wanted to have more of an impact um, on, on them and I didn't want to just be a data input like that's never going to be enough for me it's kind of like when you and I had that conversation like it's important for you to be able to see somebody through their transition like that that you don't want to just do a class for somebody or something like that like you wanted to see them through that journey and that's kind of the same thing for me and a little bit of it's just a little different approach where like I don't want to just keep track of it. That's an, that's a tool in my toolbox, but it's really that supporting them through, um, that piece of it's where I can really add value and make a difference for them. So that again, it's kind of a, it's selfish. It helps people, but it's like, it's my fulfillment, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you're getting fulfilled and then your client is also getting fulfilled. So it's like two way. Yeah. win. Yeah. Win-win for both of of you. Hang on one sec. I just have to plug my computer in. Okay. My son must have uh, unplugged it on me this morning. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So, um, One of the things that I was really curious about is that same kind of idea of seeing people through their transformation. So, um, what has that been like, or what have you, well, I guess let's start off with like, what have you seen shame do for people's businesses? Like, how have you seen that shame, like affect people's businesses and, Mm -hmm. um, or just like themselves, I guess, and their financial like situation.
1: Yeah, it shows up in different ways for different people, but it and there's two main symptoms that kind of show, come to mind. Um, the first is it keeps people playing small, so it keeps them um, from being able to make more money. It keeps them from being open to receive it. It keeps them wanting to um, feel safe, and so they don't they don't grow the business. They don't. Um, get visible enough to grow it bigger because and they think they want it. So their their vision board has it on there. If they ask them their why, it's these big dreams, but it's not showing up in their reality. And I often find it, I'm using shame kind of um uh, in a in a an all-encompassing way. It's it's shame, it's self-trust and it's self-worth. They all kind of go together. So they don't, and there's a variety of reasons that they, stories, I guess you will, that might be blocking them. So they maybe haven't, the shame comes in because they maybe haven't always been great with money. So they don't trust themselves to make more money and they don't think they're worthy of it. So that kind of comes together. Or I'll see where, like I said, where they can make the money, but they're spending it. You know, they, um, they're spending it as fast as they make it because Maybe they've gotten over that part where they've kind of said, okay, I can make that money, but I'm, I'm not worthy of keeping it. So that shame comes in and keeps them from um, having it to invest in, and maybe grow their business or, you know, they're spending it in ways that just aren't aligned with who they are. So they're not then getting all the things they want in their life, you know,
0: mm-hmm. so it
1: comes first with giving the space to remove the shame and then next with, okay, well then what do you want to use it for? What would be aligned for you? What would feel um, empowering for you so that they can step into that that version of that, they can start to spend in alignment with who they are. And then that's really where they can start to accomplish the other things on their vision board, you know, that they, because really none of us want money for the money. I mean, it sounds great, but we want the money for the other things it gives us, the experience it gives us, or the material things it gives us, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's when that stuff can start to happen, is when they again, it's the first, it's kind of one of the first steps is to release that. And it comes in layers, shows up in different ways. When we level up, it can kick up some new stuff. And so we just keep working through it. Um, yeah. And it's part of the healing process. It's one I actually my and I, like I said, I could talk about the entrepreneurial journey forever. Mm-hmm. And this is a part of that journey. One of the, I really believe that our, as entrepreneurs, it really is kind of a personal development pursuit, an ongoing personal development pursuit. And what we are able to show up and heal in ourselves is then available for us to help our clients heal. And that's where I think it's just so cool and such a authentic um, experience to to look at it that way, and it really gets you to walk your talk. And um, just so cool. I just I love the entrepreneurial journey.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to we'll have to do another episode about uh, That's that definitely something I want to talk about too. Yeah. One of the episodes I have planned is Yeah. Yeah, talking about being an entrepreneur and on owning your own business and that whole journey cuz I'm in for it. A me a in for that
1: episode. Yeah.
0: <laughs> for sure. Um, uh so what are like some of the biggest, like, I guess, transformations or things that you have seen people do and working through getting rid of that shame and, um, you know, finding their self-worth and trusting mm-hmm. themselves. Like, what does that look like, you know, and, and from what you've seen, like your yeah. clients, like businesses and.
1: Yeah. I want to, I get, I will go there for sure. Um, Before we do that, I kind of, what's popping into my head is just some ideas about little shifts that people can make to, um, to start that for themselves and then talk about what's possible. Um, There are a couple areas that I think are important to touch on. I mean, this is infinite, so we only have so much time, but the couple things that commonly come up is um, judgment and shame around debt. So if anybody's dealing with that and they've got whatever the debt is for, credit card debt, things that they had to live during pandemic, maybe they took a big trip somewhere and charged it, maybe they um, were living on their credit cards for groceries for a while for whatever reason. Um, or like today I was talking to somebody and she had accrued debt from emotional reasons. She had to move and there, you know, we didn't even get into the details cause it, she wasn't a client yet, but um, there was emotion wrapped around whatever the step was and so the first step in dealing with that is reframing what that is because it comes from the shame judgment mad that we have to pay it off (laughs) like whatever the negative emotion is around that if we can find some again some space to reframe that it's it shifts the emotion it shifts the energy around it it shifts then our ability to pay it off it just does and so if somebody's um let's say in debt, because they did a bunch of development for their business, or um, they took a big trip, well, maybe they could consider that, like, instead of, oh, this is my debt, it was my investment myself. It's like a student loan. A lot of people don't have a lot of judgment around themselves on a student loan, because that's just kind of a normal accepted thing. People don't People don't think of that as a bad thing. The same thing can be said of your credit card debt if you reframe how you look at it, or maybe they had to survive on credit cards for a while. And that was just, that was just my survival money. You know, whatever it is that just takes a little bit of the judgment out and shifts the energy around it can change everything. Mm -hmm. And so when I've had people do that, I've had people be really locked in on that, like to the point where one of my clients last year, she couldn't even share her passwords. It took her like a month and a half to give me her passwords. Cause anytime she'd think about it, she'd start to sweat and she'd be freaking out just so somebody would have access. She had never shared her debt with anybody mm. until she worked with me. And it was so awesome. Cause once she finally did and we broke down what was there, I helped her reframe the story she had around it She started paying things off and I'm going to flip into like what's possible story. So she had made the, um, the first year we were working together, we were working on this story and she made $65,000 that year in her business we kept working. And the next year she doubled it 2020 the year of the pandemic, she made $124,000 in her business. Oh my and gosh, w- it was amazing. And it was, she, she was very good at like w- the first, before we even signed up on her discovery call, she said, I'm good at making money. I can make money. But then all her other stuff showed up when it came <laughs> to her debt and, and spending her money and all that judgment. And in, Kind of releasing all the stuff around everything else, it allowed her to to double her income. So that's the kind of she didn't do anything different either. She just kept showing up and um, and doing what she did the year before. But it was people were more responsive to it. Her energy was different around everything, and mm-hmm. she was able to receive almost double. So that's the kind of things that can happen. Um, so that was one thing. Mm-hmm. The other thing that's coming to mind is just around budgeting, like budgeting is not for everyone so if somebody's out there like i don't know if you've heard of dave ramsey he's a okay so he's a money coach he's not my favorite i know it works for some people and if you've used dave ramsey and you're out of debt because of it that's wonderful for you but it's not for everyone mm-hmm. so for people that and i don't mean you but i just met anybody listening that yeah. loves dave yeah. ramsey cuz you love him or hate him but like he his program makes it feel like if that doesn't work for you then then you're garbage or you're not worth it. You're not working hard enough. You don't want it bad enough, whatever. And so it causes a lot of shame for people if they fail at something like that, any kind of budgeting. But the truth is that's not always right for everyone. It's just like dieting. Dieting is not for everybody. Not everybody's gonna be as successful and the same thing that worked for you isn't necessarily gonna work for the next person. So understanding that like you maybe were using solutions and techniques and strategies that were not for you and that that's why you weren't successful and understanding Your nature with money, being willing to explore that and learn about that gives you the space again to release the shame and judgment and we can find a different way you know that's where like that. Um, empowerment, that alignment around spending. So conscious people, you probably work with a lot of people in yoga world and in those places, they might not be in touch with a restrictive budget that doesn't feel good with them. It's out of alignment and they don't exist really well being out of alignment. But if all of a sudden you can connect their spending to alignment with their values, to, um, you know, line up with things they want to accomplish in the world, or just uh, let them like be intuitive about how they're spending so that it's um, it feels good to them. That doesn't feel like a budget. That's just a conscious spending plan. It's a different, it's it's kind of like a budget in a different package, but it can work for somebody in a way that a budget wouldn't. So just being willing to, to play with little things and that might sound subtle to somebody, or I know it will sound crazy to people <laughs> that do believe in budgets, but for the person that that's never worked for them, there's a different way and that can feel really empowering. And then they can accomplish the things that they're trying to accomplish and they can let go of anything that felt like a failure from the past. So that can be really huge. And I, of course, have seen that work to pay off debt and make huge difference in people's lives and just have more cash available to spend. You know? Yeah,
0: that, that's so interesting. Like I've never heard anybody put it that way. Like I've never even thought that, budgeting was just a tool for somebody else like mm-hmm. I I've always you know I have friends that budget and you know they're like all about it and I and then it would inspire me like oh I should probably do that and then I would do it and it would last like a week and then yeah I'd go back into my old ways and it it wasn't it just never really resonated with me I guess so yeah I just never even like considered that yeah yeah it, Budgeting is a tool for some people, and then for others, it isn't. Yeah, I always felt, and maybe that's where some of that shame came from. I always felt like I had to budget, but I wasn't doing it, so like I was doing something wrong. And for sure, um, now I found, like just very recently, and maybe this is because I've had some of that like weight lifted, and you know, again, like just opening it all up, having somebody else looking at the finances for our business, and. It's released, I think, of some of that shame and has also brought to light, like, oh, maybe I was going out and shopping and spending money in those times where I was, like, feeling anxious or, yeah. like, turning to shopping as, like, a way to cope with life and everything. And um, now, now that I recognize that, I feel like I can... I don't have that like that's not like a go-to it's not like a oh, feeling stressed like whatever I'm just gonna like go and like buy one little thing you know at the right. store like I don't have that urge yeah. to do that as often and I'm more now like in that conscious like spending mm-hmm. mindset of wait what do I want to like spend my money on like yeah. what what is something that's actually going to benefit me and not just like a coping mechanism yeah Isn't
1: that so much more empowering?
0: Yeah. 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 So great. And I can definitely feel that like shift of things. And yeah. Yeah. And there's some
1: of us, like if somebody tells me I can't have any something, I've got that little rebellious side. I want, I want twice as much then. (laughs) You know, if you tell me I can't, yeah. And especially when it comes to money, you know, like I have that little inner brat, whatever you want to call it, it's like a rebellious side. But if it's like, well, that's your choice just remember your values. Hmm, that's different. You know, what do I really want? And so it's just practicing that and getting, you know, more confidence around trusting. Your, so we're back to trust, right. trusting yourself to be able to move in alignment with what you really want. There's some habits and to practice and different things that can come around that, but it's um, you find your empowerment and it's not coming from restriction because it doesn't work. It's not sustainable, like you said, for most people. So Yeah. Yeah. it's a big shift. Yes. And I use tricks, so I've got for myself personally I use some systems that help me. So I it's kind of like um so employers we need to create these for ourselves or entrepreneurs we need to create these for ourselves versus like somebody that has a job. You, know, you have a job and you know hopefully they'll set up a 401k for you so they take money out for that. They take your taxes out automatically. You don't have to think too much about that. Well, the same can be done. So this is a layer we haven't gone to in your business, but it's one we can go to. Like mm-hmm. you can automatically have a system where you're moving your money in that way. So suddenly you know exactly what you have available to spend, you know what you can pay yourself. And I do use those because if I don't use those, then tax time will come and it'll be stressful or whatever. So I do have some systems, but then it takes that decision-making away. And then what I have left to spend is what I have to spend. And that's where I can focus on my aligned spending with that part. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's kind of like finding some systems that create buckets and kind of automate some of it like you would um, with a paycheck. and then with the rest, just using that that alignment, that um, empowered spending system to support the rest of it.
0: Yeah, and I think too, like as I'm thinking about it, um, you know, I think some people listening might be like, "Oh, well, I don't have to have a budget. Okay, I'm just going to go spend money." <laughs> There's definitely a difference, but one of the things that I think you've helped me with is, you know. Uh, I, I'm just going to be totally honest, like in the, in my like business with owning the studio, you know, I didn't have like a schedule thing where I would like look at what we did every month. It would be like probably every quarter, maybe Mm -hmm. even less than that. I'd glance and like be done with it because I hated doing it. Yeah. But now that like, I get a monthly report from you and I'm like, oh, okay. Just like looking at the different categories and being like, well, I don't really like that. I spent that much money on that thing. Mm -hmm. So what can I do next month to bring that down? Or, yeah, well, I think maybe I should spend money, more money in this other category. Like, let's bring that up. And I think that I can, like, you can apply that to your own personal spending, you know, not just like in your business. If you don't have a budget, just look at what you spent your money on each month and ask yourself like, well, do I actually want to spend that much money on eating out? Mm -hmm. Uh, not really. Or yeah, I do. So I'll just keep doing it or I'll make a change that way. And that way you still have, I guess, like control over it or awareness Mm -hmm. on what is going on. You're not like how I used to be where I'm just like, Oh, whatever. (laughs) I don't know what's happening. Um, you have that awareness piece, but you're not being like restrictive with yourself. Exactly. That doesn't feel like it's in alignment with you.
1: Exactly. So as much as I don't, I don't love budgets. Um, Unless they really work for you, then I do love them. But (laughs) for most people, I don't love them. I do love tracking. And I do love um, measuring things and goal setting. And um, because that's, again, that's all empowerment. That's all um, awareness. I love that word that you used. Because what happens for people that, and a lot of people are not keeping track of it, either for themselves, personally, or for the business. And and you can tell stories you can justify things you can you can misremember things you know because it gets filtered through um, our brain you know <laughs> through our emotions and all the other pieces and there's something about seeing it written out however you track it that mm-hmm. just allows you like it takes away the story so you're just looking at numbers and when you're just looking at that and you don't have the story then you can make the decisions like you were talking about like what category is it in um, so that's a big part of it. He, probably the number one part of it is that awareness. The other thing I like about it is it does give us that chance to to celebrate things too and to kind of be witness to that money coming in. And, and um, a big thing I see where people get out of touch with, I mean, it's both income and expenses, but I focus more on the income when they're totally out of touch with that. Um, there's an energy thing that, that happens around that, that is missing. So when you're watching your income or tracking that and celebrating that, like there's, um, there's absolutely some magic that happens in that part. And I, we and I have never talked about this. So I don't know how you're open you are to that concept, but I can feel it. Like it's, um, it's like that, what measures grows. So when you have an income target like that, or, you know, even if it's, um, a net income on your business, like you, and you start to target those things and you watch for that, it it has a way of happening. And it's partly like universe, you know, but it's also it, it helps determine your actions. So if you have a goal, and you're working towards that, and you're measuring it, and you see where you're at, and you're not quite there, you might take in a little different action step than you would have taken if you weren't paying attention to it at all. You might make that phone call you wouldn't make, you might decide to organize a weekend retreat because you want to hit your goal, you know, and so there's um, definitely benefit and tracking and, and, you know, that's where like, sometimes it's hard to do that on your own. Like if you're not inclined to, and that's where sometimes it can help to get somebody to support you with that. Mm-hmm. But the thing is like, when I do that video for people every month and I throw that out to, you and I'll walk you through it a little bit, it's kind of like celebrating it or creating awareness around it. And, um, different decisions can be made when you have that versus not having that awareness. It yeah. kind of, um, yeah, just support your business in a different way.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what are some like tips for people? Like, what can people do to help overcome this shame and, um, yeah, move past that and have, uh, feel more confident and celebrate yeah. and, like money and what they have coming in and, yeah, what they're spending it on. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, there's a couple different ways. The biggest thing I think is being willing. Well, for, I guess let's even back up further than that. Recognize that if you have any of these feelings around money, that you're not alone, and that's why it's important for me to have these conversations. I love that you're doing this, Heather, and talking to people, and like having your group that you were having last year, and all those things. Like feeling alone is probably the worst. Um, peace that you can have with this and not being able to share it, not having anybody to work on with it. Um, So that's number one. And then beyond that, it's like, okay, well, what can you do about it? How can you change that? You can get education, you can read books. Um, I have a million books that I could recommend when it comes to money. Um, But go check some out, like Think and Grow Rich is one written in the early 1900s. It's absolutely amazing and feels magical. And it's been around forever. Um, and I could go on and on. I won't list a bunch of books, but you can read books to get education. You can look for groups that are talking about it. You can listen, look for podcasts that are talking about it. Um, if you're a business owner, or even if you're not, you can look for coaching and get support. There's a lot of people out there that um, do some bookkeeping or money coaching or financial coaching, or you can even go to a financial planners and um, more traditional roles, if that's what you're comfortable with, to get some support and start to have that conversation. Um, but whatever your approach is, however you learn best, be it through books, or maybe it's where your budget is like, maybe, um, you don't want to spend money on getting a coach, but you have, you can, everybody can resource books and start to educate yourself. Cause that's where, um, some of the comfort comes in and some of the confidence and you start to kind of understand money and then understand yourself around money. Um, and that's where I talk about like, You can start to create that space, you know, you can start to create that, um, healing within yourself. And for some people, you know, they are going to need a person maybe that can create that space for them. Um, Mm -hmm. so reach out for that. Um, and then I would say like, if um, beyond the education, it is to start to track it, start to pay attention. Now that can be, there's many different ways you can do it. You could have a notebook where you're just handwriting things out. You know, it doesn't have to be super sophisticated. If you are a business owner, you can get to the level of where you're doing QuickBooks and stuff like that. But I think for most people, they don't need to start there. They can start with something that's just, like I said, in your notebook, in your journal, something you're paying attention to on a regular basis. Um, And so there's a, I guess, just to clarify, I'm kind of getting all over the place because I'm so excited about this part. But to clarify, (laughs) um, I really am a big fan of tracking money coming in so that if, if, If it feels overwhelming to do everything, that's where I would start. I would look for evidence of money coming into you all over the place. And I don't care if you're a business owner or not. This is an important piece. Like, If you find a penny, celebrate it that the universe gave you money and write it down somewhere, you know, if you... Um, somebody gives you a $50 gift card or you, you know, save 20 bucks, surprisingly keep track of those things like that's all evidence of money showing up for you easily. And that's a great place to start. If you are a business owner and you've got money flowing in. I keep a daily total every day I write down how much money came into my business and I, I have a goal that's written on the top of the page. And I might have a goal when I start. I might have a goal and it seems too high for me. It's like, how am I ever going to get there three months later, I'm hitting that goal and it's time to increase it, you know? So, um, doing income tracking is probably the best place to start. Um, and then, I mean, I could go on and on, but I don't know how detailed you want me to go, but I, if nobody takes anything else from this, but that that's where I would start is track what's coming in, celebrate what's coming in. Um, that's, that's where the magic can start to happen. Mm -hmm. And then you can layer on from there.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that cuz that's something I think maybe not a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are oh looking at what the spending is and yeah. Uh, you know, feeling guilty about spending a certain amount and there's like I don't want to say like negative, but maybe like not so good feelings about, you know, their spending habits. So, switching that perspective and celebrating what money is coming in Even if it's just finding a penny on the ground, like celebrating that is feels like even just saying that it feels like much better and exciting and fun.
1: Yeah. We hear like what measures grows. We hear what you focus on, you get. So if we're focusing on, I want to pay down my debt, I want to pay down my debt, I want to be debt-free, like that focus is where most people start. It's kind of that budget area. Then we get more debt you know, it's, it's crazy how it happens. But when we focus on the money coming in, even if we focus on like, like you said, you're spending and spending too much. If we focus on, if we start first with the income side and the empowering side and celebrating that it does shift your perspective. And um, it's really fun to see what happens. And then it's more of like, once you start doing that, then it's just keeping it as a habit. Cause that's one that I think it's one of the first things that people slip onto. So it's um, just make it a habit, find a way to kind of anchor it to a current practice you have. Maybe it's part of your yoga practice or something like that. Anchor it to something you already do really well and you'll see magic happening with your money.
0: Yeah. One of the things too, that I was just thinking is I, I was listening to a podcast the other day and a woman was talking about how you know, I don't even know what the entire podcast is about but this one part really <laughs> stood out to me. She was saying if you just shift your mindset of um into like abundance with money and if you're like when I have money or when I receive money that'll allow me to give to other people like it'll open up this space to um, you know, give back to other people in need or uh, however you want to look at it, like buy gifts for people that you love and like have that ability to do those types of things and give back that just kind of signals the universe or whatever you believe in that, like you are worthy to receive because you're going to give back. And I was like, wow, I really love that. I just love that thought um, yeah. and that action. So I've been trying to do that a little bit more too. like, um, even if it's just in little things, like, you know, if I get a little extra money or something and being like, Oh, I could, you know, buy this one little gift for somebody that I like saw that I wanted that reminded me of them or that kind of thing, you know?
1: Yeah. I think that's really important for the people in your world because, um, in in the yoga world in the healing world there's a lot of spiritual people there's a lot of what i call alchemists um and alchemists do have a judgment sometimes around money they they have this service that they offer or whatever, and it's from their heart. Like they really are on a mission to help people. And so the idea that there's money attached to that can sometimes cause a conflict for them. And um even kind of desiring money can sometimes cause a conflict for them because there's often beliefs that go with it too, that kind of that money's evil or the want of money is evil. But in reality, we want money in the hands of those people. We want money in the hands of the spiritual people, the people that make a difference in the world because they are good people, and good people do good things with their money. And good people, especially with um, the values that align with those communities, when they have some money, that they can then vote with their values. You know, and I mean, vote with their dollar, like how they're making decisions even about food and and different things that they're choosing to purchase when there's more money for them to work with it's gonna change our world. I -hmm. truly believe that. So I am all about people who have giving hearts and when they can dial in to more money for me means I can give more, (laughs) then that's to me, more money in their hands is what's gonna heal our world. That's Mm -hmm. how that translates for me. So it's really important that um, people in that community that that I know that you're a part of um, hear that message. So I love that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm Um. yeah and it just I don't know it feels good it doesn't feel like oh I want to take everybody's money like take 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 it feels like okay I deserve this and I'm gonna give it back into the community I'm yeah. not just gonna like hoard all this money right. to myself and mm-hmm. It, like for me, at least it feels like very in line to just when I receive, fulfill my needs for me and my family, I can then give also yeah. back to the community in other yeah. ways. And um, I'm
1: really glad though, that you said I can fill my needs for me and my family. Cause sometimes that comes secondary to the giving and mm-hmm it's important too that you fill your cup. It's important too that we know that, right? And right. and it comes in place with money. It's important that your needs are met because then you can keep walking your talk and talking your talk. And like I said, you can vote with your dollars. Um, right. So I'm glad you said that first and didn't just focus on the giving. Like there's room for both. Um, yeah. And that's important to recognize that too.
0: Yeah, something that I'm working on, but... <laughs> <laughs> It's important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Awesome. So one of the things too, that um, if you are a business owner um, and you're looking for more of like a community and like connection and um, people that are in line, they can join your Facebook group that you Mm -hmm. have. So tell, tell us like a little bit about that. And I am not on social media a whole lot, but that's literally the only thing I go mm. on Facebook for. <laughs> I go on to check studio messages to make sure nobody's like sent anybody a message in your Facebook group. Aw, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, so, so it's called Money Mondays, which yeah, is about different topics, which is mm-hmm. awesome. I lo- I like was digging back last night. I was up until I think midnight, like watching videos from like <laughs> last year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thank you. The money tracking ones there. That's one of my favorite ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so it's, I have money Mondays. I go live at noon. on Eastern on Mondays, mm-hmm. um, but the group is called prosperous and profitable conscious entrepreneurs. But I did create a short link. That's just prosperous.group. And if you do that, then you can, it, it'll redirect to the Facebook group. Okay. Awesome. Um, but yeah, it's really there for community networking. It's a very supportive group. They're, they're active. Um, and I've really shifted the focus. Uh, we started off as a book club. It was kind of like your group, how you had your group last year. Um, but it's evolved and it's um, it's there to, to, to have this conversation around money, to share topics around that. And, and sometimes I go into other business topics. Um, but really, because my goal is to have people feel empowered around this, to not be overwhelmed and stressed out and frustrated when it comes to the finances in their business. I really want them to be free of that part so that they can really grow their business and grow it in a way that's profitable and that takes care of them. And Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I'd love to have people in there.
0: Yes. Yeah. I'll link it down in like our description um, so people can just easily access it and, and get to that. And um, I can also link, you know, your website so people can find out what you do and more about it. And okay. they want to reach out, which I highly recommend if you're a business owner. We <laughs> recommend well, thank it. Thank you.
1: So. <laughs> I would love that.
0: Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. so I can link all of that below and um, anything else that you want to add on?
1: No, except for that, this conversation is, is important and I'm glad that you are out there sharing it. And um, yeah, don't ever get stuck in the overwhelm and frustrated. Whoever's listening to this, if you feel that way, even if you feel like, well, I don't have the resources to get help. There are, there. like I said, there's books, there's all kinds of ways to get support. There's my free Facebook group. Um, and of course, then there are services that you can get through me or somebody else that, that can help you with that part of your business. Cause it's, um, it's important. It's it's really hard to grow if you're not tiled into your finances and and how do you, and aren't aware of what's going on to make those decisions. So it's really important part of it. And I thank you for allowing me to be here and share this. And um, And empower your listeners around it because it makes a big difference. Like I said, the more money that's in their hands and flowing from their hands um, in an aligned way is going to be the thing that changes our world. It's yeah. it just is. I firmly believe that it's it's this new era that we've moved into, era that we've moved into. Mm-hmm. It calls for us to be there and making those shifts. It's not gonna we clearly tell it's not gonna happen from just the same people holding on to all the money. It's just not. Mm-hmm. Right. It needs to be in the hands of people that do good things with their money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I am here for that.
0: Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm excited for it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having this conversation and talking about, you know, all of this and shame and money and trust and self-worth. I'm really excited to share this with everybody. And I think that everyone will learn a lot from it and hopefully find that shift in their own life. So thank thank you. Thank you. I really hope that you enjoyed that episode. I found it so helpful and I loved all of her little tips that she shared. Kelly is just so amazing. Uh, So I hope you enjoyed some of the big things that I kind of took away from this and the tips that she gave is to celebrate your money, celebrate your income. Even if it's just finding some change on the ground or you find a couple dollars in your pocket your winter jacket, you know, from last year or whatever it is, or I should, I guess I should say spring <laughs> jacket, <laughs> not winter. Cause we're moving through that, but um, yeah. Celebrate your money, celebrate those little, even if it's just a little amount that you, that comes in, um, say, give your thanks and, and celebrate that. The other big thing is her Facebook group, um, which I can't even tell you has been so inspiring and so helpful for myself. Like I said in the episode, I'm not even really on Facebook too much, but her Facebook group is actually one of the only things that I like go on Facebook to look at. Every Monday, she does a little video. It's about 30 minutes long, talking about some different topics within business and your money. Um, So definitely join that group. I highly recommend it. Uh, I have been so inspired by it. Uh, So yes, check out all of her stuff. It's all linked in the description below. And um, I'm, I'm so thankful that you guys are listening If you really liked this episode, go ahead and share with any of your friends, your family, share on any social media. If you are on social media, um, write a review. All of those things really, really help us. And, you know, just like celebrating the money, we celebrate any little listen or um, comment that we receive. So, thank you all. I also wanted to let you know about our, uh, I guess, like membership that we have through the studio. It's a $15 a month membership, so super affordable and you get access to all of our online classes, yoga classes, meditations. We have a couple Pilates classes in there. I update and add new recipes that are my favorite every month. We uh, have our favorite books, our favorite podcasts, um, all sorts of resources on there. Um, If you're a mama, we have prenatal classes, postnatal classes. So we have a lot of really great stuff on um, our membership or online studio. So if you're interested in diving into the world of yoga or meditation, definitely join in again, it's only 15 bucks. Uh, so, um, we'd love to have you, we'd love to have you take class with us. And I have some little perks that I also offer, um, on a pretty regular basis for being a member of the studio. So you can head to our website to sign up for that. And, um, or down in the description below. I thank you again for listening and have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you.